So, it's been a while, and we have not had a... We haven't had a tech tip in a long time, really. Like, that was a... That was almost a weekly thing there for a while, and it, we thought what, maybe we was would it get a weekly back to thing? some of that. I don't think it was a weekly and thing. It was, a, it was at least a monthly thing. Like, we were trying to do that every once in a while. It's one of them ideas that we started, and we just never followed through. <laughs> well, it's one of those things when you come out of the gate real hard... By the time you round turn number four, sometimes it's like you get a little winded <laughs> and there's a bunch of episodes. That's the biggest, that's the biggest problem with people starting new things. I'm like, dude, the hard part is, is the follow through. It's easy to like mm-hmm. come up with this grand idea. The follow through is the part that's like, dude, that's the, like. That's where things. I got the title ideas guy. My wife has called me the ideas guy for years. Yeah, you just don't follow through. Yeah, it's just the follow through, you know, getting it done. Because mm-hmm. those, I think, we did get a lot of feedback on them. So we wanted to come back today and kind of do a another Bull, tech tip. Bullshit, Jason. We just needed to come up with a topic. We're just <laughs> don't, don't bullshit to everybody. Buddy was in the office today. I was like, we got to throw a pot. We got to get a podcast together. And so we're we were like, you know what? An easy one for us to do is is talk about some tech tips. <laughs> well, what are we going to be talking about then, Mister? Take this over. <laughs> oh, but you want to make it sound? I'm just, just, I set you. I'm up making for that. you sound good. That's why you write my paycheck, man. I set you up, man. I'm like Jason. Why don't you start this? And then I t- then I come in and I stick my thumb right on top of it. Right. And I'm like, no, 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 bullshit. And I call you. We're out. not doing it like this. Lord, I apologize. <laughs> All right. Let's Anyways, talk gonna- about some gear. Yeah, yeah, we're going to talk about. So you 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 did a good job. You come up with a list of a few topics that we want to talk about. Oh, now he's going to everybody notice what's happening. Now he's going to compliment me. That's called love bombing, buddy. Have you ever heard of that phrase? <laughs> what's it called? <laughs> love bombing, I think. Love I don't know. Bombing? Ask somebody in your shop. They know all about it. I I I don't know what you're talking about, <laughs> Anyway, I did a really good thing and I put a list together. Yes. So I think it was good. We talked, one of the topics I said that I wanted on there was interference. Um, I wanted to touch base on that because I've seen a couple questions. We've got a couple questions um, specifically talking about um, what are they called on the 300? The channel scan? The Is channel it? scan view. I didn't. Do you have a 300 with you? Uh, it's in the truck. We went out exercising okay. last night. Mine's in my truck too. <laughs> I That's was, a good I, place. I was thinking, I was like, oh, I don't need to go get it. Jason's will have his at his desk. Yeah, right. The, anyways, so channel scan is is what I want to just touch base on to kind of explain what channel scan is because I, I've seen some people that um don't quite understand what it is. And so I, I, th- I thought yeah. that would be a good one to touch base. And um, we might even hit pause here so I can go grab one and make sure that I'm not bullshitting too much whenever I <laughs> talk about it. Um, inter- interference. I wanted to also touch about uh, on telemetry callers, backup systems. Because I, I don't know if I fully did, but I started to like, I think, offend people on Facebook oh. by a post. I mean, I know I know I have offended people <laughs> before, like that's. But this particular one, <laughs> when you narrow it down to this particular topic, I was not planning on. I was like, oh no, I could just. I don't know what it is when I give my input, man. Somebody comes out from somewhere and is like, 
And I'm like, God, oh, that's not how I was meaning that. So I wanted to touch base on just the idea of telemetry callers and um, what my experience has been with some of them as far as customers having problems. Um, and I'm, I'm in no way saying don't use telemetry callers or am I in no way saying use telemetry callers. I just want to explain the situation and let users decide so that if they do decide to use a telemetry collar next to a Garmin, some of the things you look for, right? And so that sure. was one of the topics that, um, uh, it, it, it's just a deep topic that it's hard, man, on social media. It's so, yeah, there's no context and it's just short. Like, yeah, that's why these are, I think the podcasts are really good because we can get into a discussion about it because I get that call, especially now. I mean, as soon as Wisconsin, Michigan, all those guys start kicking off bear hunting, mm -hmm. it's like, I got all this interference. And then you get into it. Like now, one of my first questions is, are you running telemetry callers? Yeah. Well, yeah, I am. Well, okay. Let, let's turn them off and then let's start troubleshooting. But yeah. uh, bark detection. I know there was some, some, on these TT25s, and again, I I don't want to offend anybody, but bark detection is not my favorite feature, but um, I wanted to just touch base on bark detection. We're still waiting for a software update from Garmin. I checked today, and it wasn't out yet, so I'm really surprised. By the time this podcast comes out, it might be, but um, who knows. You got on here limited range, so I'll let you take that topic. So I don't know well, what you I mean just, by that. I've been seeing or getting some phone calls with limited range. You know, and I think most of them, the majority has been revolved around the telemetry situation. And like you and I were talking the other day, it's the common question is, well, what frequency telemetry won't limit my service or interfere with my callers? Because when we have an interference, you know, that's that's what's limiting the range on most of these. And I think the big thing is just, it's this huge unfiltered signal and people need to understand like how that can affect how the Garmin receives its information. I mean, your bullhorn analogy is what always comes to my mind. Yeah. We'll talk about it. So I, I don't, hmm, I may disagree on that a little bit, but I, I don't know. I'm not, I, I, I want more data to, to make those assumptions. Sure. So, if you were, if you were, if those were words out of my face, my mouth on Facebook, I'd be offending people. <laughs> yesterday or whatever. So I'm just saying, I don't know that I buy that. I mean, I, I do think there's some, some factors there that happen, but um, we, we can talk about that. If, if you're that's why it's a good, good thing. If you're talking about, you know, that re revolves into the telemetry question, we can bundle that to telemetry. Yeah. Um, I think range should be a whole separate topic, you know, just, Trimania, I think that would be something that I don't know that we have the 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 support. We should yeah. hold hold that one to talk about limited range. That can be its own topic. Um, and then you want to touch about outdoor plus mapping, which would be a short touch base yep. on. And then you got here the GPS replacement straps are, are available. I think you're referring to the the, the flex bands, the zero yep, flex, the flex band bands. And the, for the TT twenty fives. And then you, you got on here the new antenna keepers, which I'm kind of working on and prototyping out right now so awesome well let's let's wrap it back up to um the first topic i think which i just want to talk about interference so um 
regarding the Garmin, um, the the three twenty, the dynamic update rate, those are some of the key features about interference that um, I think three twenty. The, Sorry, 320. Oh, the 300. Did 300. You did. 300. Yeah, Alpha 300. 300. <laughs> 300. 300. 300. 300. 300. 300. 300. 300. 300. 300. 300. 300. 300. 300. 300. 300. 300. 300. 300. 300. 300. 300. 300. 300. 300. 300. 300. 300. 300. 300. 300. 300. 300. 300. 300. Be too salesmanish, you know, salesman, whatever the word. I, can you make that a word? Where you're salesy, yeah, Salesy's snake oil, snake oil salesman, right? To be like, oh my gosh, the interference is so much better. Blah 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 blah. I don't think that's necessarily the case. I don't think you're going to sit in there and, and and go into a situation where there's a hundred callers or two hundred callers out in a in a pen where you know they're all really tight quarters and, or a field trial or whatever, you know, you got right. hundreds of callers on right there. I don't think you just go buy a TT 25 and a 300 and you walk in there and be like, my shit don't no, stink. No different. Yeah. yeah. I think, um, interference is, is a much grander problem than, uh, just saying this will, will fix it. There's like, I levels have to it. What's that? Kind of like levels. I mean, as far as interference, like there are environmental issues, there are like when yeah. you're talking about all those callers clicking off, even if you have a different ID code that's not conflicting, you could still see range or, or inner interference issues, right? Yeah. There's still signals in the air that, yeah. that, that, um, those, and the other thing I want to talk about was I want to touch on led lights for interference. Um, so circle back on that while I'm thinking about it, but, um, it's like the best way to, to describe it is, is if you're trying to tell me something in a concert, you know, if we're sitting at a concert and there's right for the purpose of the explanation, there's a thousand people and they're just screaming blah, 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 and the band's playing and, da, 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 and me and you are 20 feet away, 30 feet away. Right. You could probably scream and yell at me and go, buddy, I need you to go turn off the stove or whatever message you want to send me. Right. And I'm going to be like, what? <laughs> I need you to go turn off the, whatever it is you're trying to tell me. Right. And I'll be like, you want me to start my truck? You know what I mean? Like, right. So it's a mem waiting to happen. Exactly. <laughs> so, and that, that's a, a good way of explaining some of the problems we have. And it's, it, that's a, that's a real gross explanation to say okay this is not you know we don't have a thousand callers inside a stadium with the band playing right we right. don't have that much interference but we we could have 150 callers all shouting at the same time or, or close to the same time in a short you know within a two second quarter of a second time period, you know, 10th of a second quarter of a second. That's the kind of the time period that all these callers are talking on. And they could all be shouting different things in the airwaves at the same time. And you're expecting one from your caller to make it through that mess of airwaves to get to your handheld. And you're expecting the handheld to receive read 
and fully understand and comprehend a string of digits that tells it where it's at. It tells it what the battery life is. It tells it what mode it's in. It tells it is the dog barking supposed to. I mean, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> is the dog treating? Is it pointing? Is it barking? Is it moving? What direction is it moving? You know, I mean, all these different pieces of data that right. come through every single two and a half seconds, five seconds, ten, whatever your update rate is. It's it's basically giving a short burst of data. And so that's the problem, right? Is, is the problem isn't, oh, this one collar is on and this one handheld is on and I can track, I can send this data successfully two miles with nothing else on. You know what I mean? Like that, right. that's a perfect, perfect case situation. We're expecting that same performance in the concert. You know what I mean? So, so, you know, however far um, for the sake of yelling out in the middle of the woods, when it's super dead quiet, you're down at the truck and you're field dressed in an elk and it's super quiet and, and you're at the truck and I can tell you, I can yell at you, Hey, I forgot my knife, bring my knife. And you're going to be like, okay, I got, I'll bring your knife down to you, you know, 300 yards from, yeah, three, 500 yards. <laughs> yeah. You, you, I can, I can send a message sometimes in quiet environments a long ways. Ain't no way in hell. I'm going to, I'm going to tell you in a concert at 30 yards, get my knife. <laughs> yeah, that, <laughs> That's how you start a riot. It's <laughs> a bad example. <laughs> Bring the gun. It got better as you went on. It wasn't. <laughs> anyway, so we're bringing you the knife or turning the stove off. The gun. Bring the gun. <laughs> yeah. In a concert, but probably a bad idea. It would probably a bad example, but bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> I always find kind of offend somebody. It just falls work. into place. That's the best part. It's Is all it natural. hot in here. <laughs> These examples I'm giving, I'm like, man. See, that's what you get for picking on me in the beginning. <laughs> uh, so, two situations: interference is um, is a lot of times a result of environment. Meaning, what environment is the the callers in? Okay, and so. To, what, what does this matter? So we circle back to the 300 and the TT25, right? So so when we say we feel like these are going to get better, there's two things that come to mind. One is this channel scan, okay? Now, this channel scan does not fix the situation. It doesn't right. change anything about the system, but what it does is it scans the airwaves and it listens to things that the human cannot listen to, right? Basically, this, this 320 has the ability to act like a scanner and say, I'm scanning all the airwaves that I care about and I'm mapping out. I'm receiving four devices on this channel. I'm receiving two devices on this channel. Oh, I got seven devices on this channel. I'm getting some interference detection over here. And it kind of tells you out of the five channels it uses and the 20 time slots, it maps out what it's hearing out there on the airwaves. You can't. So when you, when me and you are doing this right now, there's, there's signals out in the air that we just don't, we don't know. We can't hear. Right. And so that's what the channel scan is. It doesn't, it doesn't say, Oh, I'm going to scan and find the, the one and move your caller to it. It doesn't do that. It scans it and then shows you, a little thing to show it red if it's being right. used if that if that channel or location or whatever is being used 
and it shows it green, I believe, or if mm-hmm. it's not being used. And so that allows you. So if I'm in there in a situation where I'm getting a ton of interference and I can't get my collars to work, I can go hit that channel scan. I can let it sit there for a minute. It's going to take a few minutes. Oh, yeah, because, it takes a little bit. Because some callers are set to 10 second updates. Some callers are set to two and a half second updates. So you at least got to wait for those callers to hit the signal. You know, so if you if you just let it sit there for 30 seconds or whatever, and it's kind of sampling what's in the airwaves and what's happening. And then you can go, man, I see a lot of users on channel one, but nobody's on channel two. I'm going to switch that dog to channel two. Yeah. Right. Or, or channel three or, or two dash one or two. You know what I mean? Like it, it lets you bog down to be like, there may be a lot of people on two dash one, two dash three, two dash four, but nobody's using two dash 11 and two dash 12 and two dash 13. So you're like, Hey, that's a channel that I could switch my dogs to and, and potentially lower the interference, right? the time period when my callers are sending out signals, there's not a bunch of other callers shouting at the same time. Right. So, right. Does that kind of make sense, Jason? I mean, I know. Yeah, we're, I've we're messed with to it the customer, a bit. But. You know, I mean, layman's terms, I, I'll tell you how I first tried it out because I, I forgot about it in my first couple of hunts, really. Mm-hmm. But I got into a situation where I was hunting in an area that I usually hunt and I usually have a good range. And all of a sudden, like, I noticed I was getting a question mark, which was odd. And then I started getting some detection of interference notices so i'm like oh i wonder there must be somebody up here so i hit the channel view scan and yeah i mean i could look and see like within my immediate area there was definitely another hunter that was running several dogs and i was able to pick it up and i just changed that dog's id like you're saying uh, mm-hmm. just because i knew it would be a reaccruing thing too right at home but like it's kind of it's kind of like if it you know, you're programming callers in and it says, Hey, this interferes with so-and-so this is the tool that tells you, this is what you're interfering with. We don't know that dog. We don't know that hunter. We don't have any of their information as far mm-hmm. as the big yeah. one is people need to understand. You don't get tracking locations. You don't get ID codes. You don't get any of that caller information. It's just the time slot on which and frequency that it, it sits yes. on. It's basically, and that's a good point. So that was one of the questions I seen in our, in our help group. Yeah on Facebook was, are you able to track other dogs with that? And and the answer is no, you can't track another dog with channel scan. But what you can tell is that there's another dog caller out there. You know what I mean? Basically it'd be like a room if you closed your eyes, right? And, and let's say there was 10 people talking in this room, right? So you can't see who you can't see where, but if you closed your eyes and you just listen with your ears for, for, 10 seconds or or 20 seconds and you'd go, man, okay. I can hear somebody over there talking. I don't know who that is. I've never heard that voice before, but I can hear that there's somebody over there talking. I can hear this person talking. I can hear this. And you can say, I think there's 10 people in this room just by listening to the different voices and and different pitches and different things and go, okay. And so you write down, you say, there's 10 people in this room. And then you can go to another room and go, Right. Oh, there's not very many people in this room. I don't, I, I don't hear anybody in this room. This is the room that I want my I want to be in. here. <laughs> yeah, this is where I want to be. So those are just some different analogies on how it is. I can't tell you with channel scan, I'm not going to see your dogs. I'm not going to be able to go pick your dogs up or help you track them or anything. You've got to give me the code for me right. to be able to um, track your dogs. 
you know, I mean, I'm not going to just take my 300 and go, man, Jason, where are you at? Yeah, stink. If, if you don't give me the share code, I can't track your dogs. And that's pretty important. So the only thing I would say is it's kind of like, um, you know, we've talked about tracking dogs without antennas on your Garmin running off communication. I like it now because I can use that as a judge of what's in the area, even though mm-hmm. I don't have those locations or know those dogs. Like I know that there's a group of guys that hunt my area. And if I hit that channel view scan and I pick someone up, you know, that may change where I go because I know there's a set group of guys up in here. Well, you hit that channel view scan and you've got nothing popping up. You know, you got the woods to yourself. I mean, which is kind of yeah. a nice feeling. You don't have to be on this high alert. Yeah. Um, so one of the things, yeah, yeah. So you could use it like that. Um, one of the other things I want to be clear on is the MERS radio band, M-U-R-S. It's called multi-use radio service, I think is the name for it. It's five channels, two watt limitations. You can get little walkie-talkies to talk on it. Um, there's some businesses that have it. There's just some, some other... Uh, products and things that use that radio frequency. So, and people, you know, hunters are using these VHF radios that are talking. And so there is also, I should mention that I don't believe, and I, I haven't tested this, but I just knowing the radio side of things and stuff like that, the Garmin's not going to be able to distinguish, oh, Garmin callers only. Meaning if there's some kid with a, a MERS band walkie talkie, right? And so um, in the frequency range, in the frequency range, or there's some guy yapping on a, a truck radio in this frequency band, right? The, 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 the right, the same frequency. I believe that that's going to show up in your interference. So if there's guys that are actively using these frequencies, 150 something dot, 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 dot on their, on their truck radios and they're talking while they're hunting, they could be jam- essentially jamming, jamming it, yeah. a bunch of callers, right? And they may not know it, but that is a, another possibility for interference, right? Mm-hmm. Interference is a is a token of environment. Environment causes the interference. It's not your collar and your handheld. It's the things that you can't control. So sometimes interference is you trying to figure out where you can go to get away from interference. Like you can't just always fix it with your system. You got to right. avoid interference. And the more callers that get out there, the more problems it is to get interference. And the second thing is, is, the more guys that are talking on radios in the 152, 153, 154 megahertz range, not technically legal, but if, if, if there are guys out there that are doing that, they can be causing interference on these callers, right? And so all these factors come into play. It's not as simple as, as just like, oh, this no. isn't just as simple as Garmin being able to just fix this. So they're, we're getting tools to try to help us. And, and, but people got to learn how to use those tools. So, and that's something I would recommend. Like if people that are calling in for tech support, especially on interference or range, you know, not picking up a caller, I shouldn't say range issues. Uh Um, it's not always something big like a radio either. 
I I don't know if I still have it, but I had a a cell phone charger that a buddy of mine kept having problems with his alpha dropping signal. Yeah. And every time you would plug something in, that little blue LED light would kick on and it kicked off just the right RF frequency that if you were in that truck or within 10 feet of that charger, Alpha 200 drop everything. No GPS, nothing. You get away from it, boom, picks it right back up. So it, we really want to make sure that we're limiting that environment, that outside stuff, any other stuff like radios or. That's a huge, huge point that I want. And that's why I said LED. So I'm glad you mentioned that because that's a, that's going to lead us into. Well, this ties what, in. Is that called a segment? What, what do you call that? A segue. I don't know. Segway. We're going to yes. seg segment, segway, whatever. Seg <laughs> We're going to seg segment. Something. We're going to seg whatever it takes. <laughs> um, so LEDs is a big factor in VHF radio frequency. So, so the MERS band frequency, the Garmin frequency, when we say VHF, a lot of people just think of the truck radios, right? VHF means very high frequency. That's a band. So it's like a, I'd have to look it up. But it's like a there's a, a space here so that you have low frequency, HF high frequency, VHF, which is very high frequency, and then UHF, UHF. which is ultra high frequency. And it probably goes even more like gigahertz and, and <laughs> whatever. But for the sake of our customers, VHF is what we talk about. Our truck radios are VHF for the most part. And our Garmin's are VHF for the most part. Right. So when we say VHF, the, uh, the, the, the white VHF radios that you buy for your boat in the, in the oh, sporting Uniden goods store. Specials? What's that? The Uniden special. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. you go down and, and you buy a, a radio for your boat where you can talk to the coast guard or whatever. That's a VHF radio that talks in these one fifty something, you know, frequencies. The, a lot of the business band radios that, that you buy, ham radios, two-meter ham radios, which a ton of you know guys are, are using a ham radio. All these radios operate in the VHF frequency band. So it's it's there's you know, ham radio might be at 148 megahertz. The the boat radios talking to the Coast Guard might be on 156 or something. You know what I mean? Garmin's operating on 152, 153. You know what I mean? So they're all in these different these different they're radio close. wavelengths and they're all in this VHF band. So, you know what I mean? So it's, it's kind of like, there's just a ton of different segments of a part of this radio band when they say when, when, so when somebody says VHF radio, it's not just talking about the boat radio. It's talking about a radio that, that covers a segment of, of frequencies. So anyways, getting back to your led question, LED lights are known to cause interference with VHF radios, right? So, so a cheap LED light, that little LED light on that little blue light you're talking about on your dash, right? To be able to, to run that, you got to have what's called a little, a ballast. And so that, that light's turning on and off a lot, thousands right. of times a second, right? So essentially... When it turns on and off, on and off, on and off, that's a radio signal, okay? It's just a different frequency. So that that LED is basically emitting a radio signal, which 
for the most part, the light is, I don't even know what the frequency, you know, it's not VHF. I can tell you that's, it's like ultra, 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 ultra yeah. high frequency. <laughs> I mean, so light is like huge, you know, it's just a really, really fast frequency. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, in, in terms of a radio signal, it's slow compared to light, but light's the same thing. It's radio. It's basically a radio signal that we can see or, or right. you know, we can't see it, but it lights up, whatever. Anyways, <laughs> we're, we're going to geek Whole out too much. Podcast. Let's, let's not, let's not confuse people. I'm already confusing <laughs> myself. <laughs> so, but it, it's all frequency. Even like yes. preset so, radio buttons. I've seen mess with things. Yeah. So I, I so, think people need to understand. So those led lights, the cheap ones have a cheap ballast and they emit noise, radio noise, when they're making that light go on, right? Like and so, so you could see a LED light in your truck, inside your truck from some charger or, or whatever, and that could cause enough noise in your truck to block the signal, okay? Now, the bigger question and, and one of the more common issues that people will run into is these LED light bars that people are starting to put on their trucks. Oh, so yeah. everybody's got these LED lights. Trucks are coming from the manufacturer with LED lights. Like all of these factors we're running are there is studies that are known to cause like it's not just Garmin. Okay, this is sure. the Coast Guard. When I was doing some research on this. The Coast Guard has a bulletin about LED lights interfering with radio transmission. So basically, you can you can Google this and you can say LED interference VHF communications. And you're going to find document after document from the government talking about how people are installing these cheap LED lights on their boats. Okay, out in the ocean. It has nothing to do with dogs. Nothing to do with tracking dogs. Sure. But they're installing these lights on their boats and they cannot receive and send signals to the Coast Guard or other boats because those lights are jamming their signal. Hmm. So now that's on a a vessel, multi-million dollar vessels that they're saying, hey, by the way, don't use cheap lights. Don't cheap out on your lights. Do you think the hound guy that's going down to Walmart and buying their LED light is looking at, I got to buy a good light because it might stop my dog tracking. Like I didn't know. I'm not, and I'm not judging when I'm like, Oh yeah, I'm I'm not judging. Like I, I'd have been there mounting that light, right? My wife, the first LED bar, my LED light, my wife bought me, I got for, for Christmas or something. And it was like 600 bucks. Like it was, Whoa. it was a nice light. Yeah. Right. And I remember, and I'm, I had no clue on this. Like she, it, w- it was just pure luck that she bought. <laughs> they seen her coming a mile away, man. <laughs> that, that salesman got her hook, line and sinker. <laughs> Cause she was buying, I want, I want to get one for my husband. And I want, and they were like, Oh, we got oh, you. He needs this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Let yeah, me right. start the list. <laughs> I about choked when she's like, it's a nice one. They, I mean, they goes this, this, this. And I'm like, what the hell? $600 for this. Jeez. I need on and off and bright. <laughs> right. Right. So, so I was like, the hell you spent that much? Yeah, I didn't, I wasn't this much of a jerk, but in my head, I was like, the hell you spent $600 for a light? Like, come on, I can go to Walmart and get one for 120 bucks. Anyways, fast forward, 
I'm kind of glad I don't use that light a lot when I'm hunting, but those decisions are actually very critical to somebody who's using a light while you're hunting your dog. So I'm not going to, I I can't tell you which ones interfere and which ones don't, but it appears that most of the time, the cheaper lights are the ones that they're using inferior parts and those ballasts are causing interference. And that's just what I've done some reading on the, the Coast Guard's bulletins and the, the VHF bulletins and, and all the, the different messaging it has nothing to do with dogs. They're talking about trying to fix it for Mayday shit. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. Mayday, my shit's going down. Right. Like, I, I need you. <laughs> we can't hear you. Can you turn your light off? I'm sinking. Turn the <laughs> turn light off. Turn off your light bar. <laughs> so anyway, so it's just one of them, them parallels that hound guys need to understand that sometimes we're we're just a small fish in the big pond like this is not just dog tracking issues interference is a an, it's a, a, real a mechanism thing. of environment and there's some boat out in the middle of the atlantic ocean right <laughs> at now the <laughs> at the bottom, <laughs> the bottom and use a cheap led light he had like, his lights on <laughs> sorry that's not funny lord i apologize <laughs> Lord, I apologize. <laughs> yeah, but it's just a really good sometimes aha moment, and it's like you know what? Like we can we can be in our little bubble sometimes and go, man, Garmin, 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 dude. Interference and VHF radio. There are rules that we've got to play with, and so some of these things people can make better. And I've heard a lot of people talk about these lights causing you know, as soon as they turn the light yeah. on. Bam, dogs it can't track anything. And so that, that's my first one. You know, these are just things you need to think about when you can't track and you can't track distance. You've got to look at your environment and go, what am I doing here? Did I just put these brand new lights on to look for cat tracks and they're mounted on my fender? And and uh, you don't notice it because your dogs are with you. But man, right. if you leave those lights on when they start tracking and get distance, you know, you might be able to track a short distance with them, but you can't track the couple mile distance. You know what I mean? Or Right. Um, things like that. So anyway, so LED lights, huge, can be a huge issue for tracking. And I don't know the answer. I'm not going to, I can't say go buy, I don't even know the light manufacturers, if it's rigid or, you know, I I don't know which ones are are good. Right. I don't, I don't know that a $500 or a $100, I don't know what the price structure that you have to do is. I would say buy them from a, a a place that you could send them back. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> I hate saying and Amazon, be but Amazon's got a good it. return policy. No kidding. Maybe we should we should do some research and we could sell them, but I, I don't want to get into the light issue. But those are just things that um, guys need to think about. You know what I mean? Like the, the LED light bar, the LED lights, the LED lights on your truck. Mm-hmm. Um, try to play with those and see if you're getting any interference out of those. Most of the time, the truck LED lights, you know, the ma- the ones that are coming from Ford or Chevy or who, oh, know, yeah. Toyota, if you have LED lights on, most of the time they use a pretty clean ballast, right? So most of their, they're not using the cheap LED ballast for the most part. So I think a lot of times if you're using factory LED lights, I don't think you're going to, I'm nothing's guarantee in life, but I don't think you're going to see the issues on those. I think it's for the most part, we're going to be looking at those, those cheaper led lights that are, you know, bars and stuff. Right. So I think I 
drummed up enough around that LED light. I know. Yeah. So telemetry collars. Did you realize bars. that LED lights were doing that much? Well, so obviously I realized it because of the LED and the the charger. I, I was able to figure that out, you know, with him troubleshooting on the phone. We narrowed mm-hmm. it down and he sent it to me because I'm like, dude, I want to see it kind of. Yeah. And, you know, it plugged in. It was fine. It was just when the light came on. So I just narrowed it down to that. But I didn't realize the deeper, you know, issue here. Yeah. I thought it yeah, was Yeah, that fluke. was a good topic. Like I said, I forgot about that. I'm glad we, we swung that in. I've been wanting to mention, been wanting to talk about LEDs for a while. For a long I had time. A, I had a, a customer I was talking to him on the phone, and he's like, man, this would be a good podcast. Um, sorry to take his podcast away, but we just covered it <laughs> just now. So <laughs> LED lights, man, don't, don't take a step and do some thinking if you're installing LED lights on your truck. Just, just be prepared that that's a step that's a process. So if I put an LED light on my hunting truck, I'm just not going to willy nilly throw it up there. I'm going to really pay attention how I put it up there, where I put it up there, and I'm going to try and test it and see if it, it affects my tracking. And, and I recommend everybody do that. Tech tips from buddy. Even to the little LED on the dash, you know what I mean? Like I said, those are just things that, you know, it, it can be a small problem or a big problem. So that that wraps up the environment for the trucks. It's not, it's, nothing's a foolproof. I mean, I, I wish there was a silver bullet for this stuff. This is the hardest right. part of somebody's like, oh, I'm not tracking such and such. And I'm like, man, there's, there's so many so things. Many variables. That's the um, hardest part is the variables. And get away from your truck. Like I yeah. hate to say it, but sometimes you, you know, I got to tell guys like, are you in the vehicle? Yeah. Well, let's take a walk. Like let's yeah. walk 20 feet away from your truck. I want you yeah. shutting off everything that you can, you know, to isolate it. Is this a product issue or is this an environment issue? And yes. there's both. It, it's just, that's the hard part on our end is deciphering and, you know, guys being willing to go through the troubleshooting steps, which, you know, if you've got the time, and you're willing to go through some troubleshooting, there's a lot that we can accomplish. So power lines. Is there power lines oh, around? Do you know what I mean? Are, air, are you under, air flight paths? It, exactly. I, I hunt under an airport, and I'll tell you, when that dog goes, you know, six miles in a straight line at a billion miles an hour, it, it, it's not the dog. It's pretty obvious what's going on. But I, I do that several times a year. I'll pick up a yeah. plane. Yeah. So environment. So interference. Tracking distance, those types of things are heavily influenced by environment. So you have to you have to pull your head back and, and step back out of the situation and go, what are the things that I cannot see? Okay, because you're not going to see the interference, right? What are the things that could be making airwaves ruffled that I can't get a signal through, right? And... LED lights are a big one. Uh, the other one that I want to talk about is telemetry collars. That's what we had on the list there. And so telemetry collars can be another factor that um, can cause interference. Two ways. There's two ways that that these interference, th- these signals are having. So these collars have two signals that are going out. One is the VHF signal that talks to your handheld. That's how you <coughs> get the communication for the caller, right? Right. But the second, <clears throat> let me 
gonna take a drink of water here. The second um, airwave that, that this caller has to do, handheld and caller, is they've got to talk to the satellites, right? So we've already pretty much hammered the VHF side of the caller, which is the signal that the caller sends directly to the handheld and the handheld sends directly to the caller, whether it's training or location or barks or tree alerts or whatever it is that that communication happens over anything VHF. you're seeing on a handheld is yep. coming via vhf it comes through the vhf so the one step there's so the, the caller can tell you the barks it can almost tell you uh battery life it can tell you what setting it is what software you know, i mean there's a bunch of things the caller can tell you right mm-hmm. But in order for it to tell you where it is, the GPS location, okay, it needs to acquire its location first. And it does that by satellite signals. And, and so when, when, uh, when a caller or handheld or um, when, when these devices get linked up, they're trying to talk to um signal frequency i'm, I'm gonna google something here for a minute because i want to so when when these callers are um trying to link up they're sending out little signals to the satellite right and they're getting signals back from the satellite and, and i don't know if i've covered this before i, I know i've covered it in some we touched some, uh, on it but like the process of it is pretty involved yeah the way these callers and these gps devices can calculate their position on earth is they use like what's called an atomic clock basically right and so because the what happens is, is when the signal's sent that that time is is um is frozen so if that satellite sends a a really highly accurate time and it says it is 1040 and point zero 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 four six seven three two seconds like that precise of a time okay that that signal travels through the air from the satellite right and it's traveling Mm -hmm. through the air and the caller gets it so so the caller gets it and goes it's Ten, I forgot what I even said, but 1040.000, so two, three, three, six seconds. Okay. It says, no, it's not point through three seconds. It's actually point three, three seconds. It took. So, so this caller can say, yeah, it says it took point zero zero three two seconds for this signal between the time the satellite sent the signal to the, to the time this caller received the signal. It knows right. the precise amount of time that it traveled through the air. Okay. And this is where you geek out with, you know, why does math matter or whatever? Well, we know that that signal travels at the speed of light. Okay. Right. So now we know the time it took and we know 
we got propane getting delivered today, so how much? <laughs> just say, were you doing new construction? <laughs> yeah, I'm like perfect timing. But Buddy's remodeling. <laughs> we don't got Jason's kids screaming in the background. Yeah, but we got I got rid of mine. <laughs> my scream factory's he's out here. Out there blazing AC DC as he's like charging my tank. I'm like, oh, thank you. That's Anyways, good. <laughs> So back to back to class, son. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> so we know the precise amount of time that that tra- that signal traveled through the air, and because we know the, the speed that the signal travels, we can calculate the distance that caller is from that satellite. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now you do that with three satellites or four satellites. Now we can triangulate. There's only one space in in earth that this distance from this satellite, this distance from that satellite and this distance from that satellite right. can, can happen. Right. I'm going to have to help this, this propane guy. He's just made a circle. He's leaving. I'm like, he's, he can't, there's a big freaking propane tank next to my house. He can't find it. I'm like, it's white. Pause. <laughs> oh, we're going to have to pause here in a minute. I'll go get the we alpha. We can do that. Um, no, we're good. Well, but that's why these are different. Tank. You can find it. And people need to understand like that. This is why we get a thousand of these phone calls. Well, mm-hmm. I don't have GPS, but I can still tone the dog. I can shock yes. the dog. I can turn the lights on. Well, yes, because exactly. that's VHF frequency. And there are two yeah. independent sides of this caller that are, are giving you a group set of information, but it's having to compile all that. It's calculating distances. There's a lot, like an unfathomable amount for me going on in that split second time frame. Right. You know, the fact that these things are as reliable as they are is pretty crazy. You know, there's a lot happening. Yes. Yes. And so, so that's happening on the caller. It's happening on the handheld. Every GPS device has to do that and talk to at least three or four um, satellites at the same time. Because three of them, it can start to, de- to determine your location. With four of them, it can tell you the elevation. So, like, if you're 30 feet off the ground or on a mountain or, you know what I mean, like different places you right. know your elevation so three with three you can say okay you're in this this spot but i can't tell how high in the ground you are i can't tell if you're an airplane at twenty thousand feet or i can't tell you if you're you know a deer this with three positions study. i can only tell you you're in this this sphere and with four we can start to dial down elevation so i can be like oh no you're in a plane you're 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 you know, 800 feet off the ground on a mountain or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, so right. anyways, long story short, the more signals that that can calculate, the better off you are for getting accurate information. Now, those signals, they are on a frequency of uh, like 1500, I think 1200, 1500. And don't quote me. I'm, I'm, I'm Google Wikipedia, this, this shit. So, <laughs> so um, I'm, I'm ball. If, if, if you want to really, geek out on it go do the homework like i'm not i'm not trying to be like expert blah 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 i'm just telling you this is my understanding and common knowledge of it but those frequencies are in the gigahertz range which is over a thousand megahertz so our callers are talking at 150 um megahertz i just found a a a chart very high frequency is 30 megahertz to 300 megahertz ultra high uhf so there's a lot of uh uh, police at radios that those types of things sure, that talk on 800 megahertz you know different different channels like that those are called uhf frequency and they go from 300 to 3000 megahertz which is three gigahertz um 3000 megahertz is, is the same as three gigahertz so so the uh 
And then anything over three is super high frequency. And then you got extremely high and then terahertz and whatever. So, so we're in that ultra, so we're in the very high frequency VHF and then UHF. So these callers work in those two frequency scales, UHF, which is what the, what the callers use for satellite communications. There are things out there that can affect those signals as well. Right. And so, um, so anyways, those are the two radio frequencies in the airwaves that need to be fairly clear for these callers to, to do what they need to do without interference. So now we're going to talk to about um, what, what we're going to talk about is telemetry callers, right? So telemetry callers, and, and a lot of times they're 217 megahertz, right? 217, 218, 219 in it's layman's terms, those are a way different frequency, right? There's no reason those should affect your callers, okay? Your so when you're looking at the book and you're going, dude, it's 217, 218, 219. My callers use 154, 154. and they're using 1.5 gigahertz. Why do I care about a 217 caller, a 218 caller, a 219 caller, right? Right, where's the connection here? Yeah. So, number one, it's just another guy in the room. You know what I mean? I'm going to use the analogy that if you got a kid shouting, he's got a different voice. Then you got an adult shouting, he's got a deeper voice. You got a girl shouting, she's a, she's a much different voice. There's somebody screaming back there. There's a guy playing the, the, the guitar, right? All these different things in the room. If we go back to the room analogy, it's not the same person talking the same way. Right. It's all these different things. It's like, yeah, you should easily be able to tell Jason, I should, even if there's a bunch of kids in the room talking, I should be able to hear your voice because your voice is different. Right. Right. Yeah, you should. Like I should be able to just tune out all them little squeaky voices. I'm like, dee, 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 dee. Okay. How do you do voice. that? Teach me. <laughs> <laughs> you don't We're three deep about ready to be four, I man. Said you, I said you should be able to. I didn't say you can. I said you should. Uh, same kind of theory, right? Is number one, you, you have another thing in the room shouting next to your caller. Essentially, every second or whatever. I don't know how often they transmit, but it's been so long since I've heard those beeps. Um, I want to say every <laughs> second, but it's like beep, beep, beep. It's only time, oh, that, yeah. whatever that is. <laughs> um, that is shouting every time next to your caller. So, and if you got five dogs, they're all going. Because they're never lined up. Yeah. So, so you know. So that alone is a signal. It, it should not interfere. Okay. Just because it should not interfere doesn't mean it doesn't interfere. Right. These collars were made like this designed was made in 19, when whatever, seven, like. whenever they were building them. It's a very basic signal. It's not on the same scale as the Garmin signal, right? The Garmin signal. Super refined. Yeah, because they're transmitting data. They're, they're transmitting GPS location, how many barks it's barking, what the battery life. I mean, it's got a lot of data. When it's when it when you when you do the boop, 
when that garment sends that little boop, it's not like boop. It's like here's what I said. You need to know. It's like the guy talking at the end of a medication commercial. <laughs> exactly. Here's all the bad side, side effects. Could also be. Yeah. So where the telemetry callers are just all they are is a one kilohertz audio sound that you can you can hear. So the only thing. The only thing a, a telemetry caller needs to send out is a sound that we can hear, right? And that's why it's a beep most of the time. Mm-hmm. It's it's just a you could change the tone by changing the frequency of the sound. So it's like a one yeah. kilohertz is is what a little or whatever. That's it's probably a little higher pitch than that. But <laughs> what was it? <laughs> so so you can change the sound of the beep by the the. Anyways, well, that's why you the, can pick up a, like a, a two nineteen one forty one. Like that was one of my mm-hmm. dog's collars. I picked it up better at one forty three, and yeah. I tuned the gain way down. Like that, it, it's like taking a, I don't know, an old tractor engine and comparing it to one of these new multi port injected. Like it's just kind of yeah, not as refined. So, so there's two. There's there's well, we, we can get geeky here, but. On a signal, there's two signals, right? So when you when you transmit something, when I'm when I'm talking to you right now, okay, there's two signals. There's the carrier signal. So so let's let's just use the airplane for example. Like we're gonna travel, something's gotta carry my signal to you, right? So okay. the airplane is the carrier signal. That's the VHF. That's the 152 that the caller Garmin's transmitting on. That's the 217 that the caller that you're, you're dialing, you're, you're dialing the carrier Your signal. You're saying, frequency. Hey, if I dial into this carrier signal, I can start hearing what I'm supposed to listen to. Right? So that's the carrier signal. And then there's a signal embedded into that carrier signal, which generally is sound, right? So that's the one kilohertz that we can see the, the tone of the or whatever. Right? Mm-hmm. So, so you got to dial into the first signal to hear the signal. And then you got to listen to the signal that tells you what you need to tell. Okay. Does that make sense? So, yeah. So, so that's why, you know, Garmin. So there's, there's the, the carrier signal, which is 156 or 153 for Garmin. It's 217 for telemetry. Okay. Two different frequencies. They shouldn't interfere for the most part. They don't interfere. Most of the time telemetry callers do not interfere with Garmin. The embedded signal on a Garmin is a digital signal, which has a lot of information. It has, again, a GPS location. It has how many barks the dog's doing. It has the battery life. It has all these different things that it's got to listen to. And it's got to get all those information right so it can put it on the handheld. With the telemetry, no such thing. All we got to do is, can you hear the tone? Yes. Okay. Thank you. Is it louder or quieter? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> is the tone quiet or is the tone loud? It's quieter. Okay. We're not going to tell you what that means, but you figure that out. But you've, <laughs> you're going to figure it out after a couple tanks of gas. Yeah. And Where's my dog? I don't know. Did, did you hear a tone? Yeah. Okay. He's there somewhere. <laughs> you know? Signal bounce? What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> is it loud or is it quiet? It's loud. Okay. <laughs> There's no like, it doesn't even tell you if it's close. You got to you right. figure that shit out yourself, right? Oh, make the signal go louder. So that's what happens on those callers. They're a really basic transmission style signal. And so they're not, um, and I'm trying not to offend people. Like, and we're not saying telemetry is bad. No, but we're it's not old saying technology. it's bad to run with your Garmin. 
We're it's just old technology. Some facts. These collar these these collars are not built in a factory with a really tight tolerance. You know what I mean? So so the fact is that they're not built by a tolerance. So if I build a collar at two, let's say 219.055, that was one of my collars I used to have, right? I still remember my, uh, how in the well, hell Well, I, I remember a whole list of them, man. <laughs> like, you don't forget them when you spend Dude, that I'm many hours looking that was. for them. And I haven't used, I, I don't even know where that, I, I wish I could find that collar. It's probably sold or something. But anyways, <laughs> 219 that was, that was my copper dog. She's dead. Like you were saying, I might track that collar on 219.057 or, or 060. Right. Maybe maybe that collar tracks differently in the winter than it does in the summer. Is the collar sure. hot? Is the collar cold? That frequency changes. Those those. Did those, you trim the, the M and the antenna off when it started poking you in the eyeball? Right. So so those the 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 components that make that thing beep are tolerant to heat conditions, battery life. I mean, just a ton of different environmental things power. inside that collar that can change it a little bit so again it's not saying it should interfere on paper but, but what i'm saying is, is those collars are built in such a different way than garmin is like garmin can't be off by that garmin's a smart enough collar that when it slides off from 153 to dot whatever whatever it has the digital capability to dial that thing back in and tune it a little bit you know what right I mean? so it, it can and I, and I don't want to say 100% because I don't know, but I the technology that Garmin's using to transmit a VHF signal is so different than the technology that a telemetry company is using to transmit a signal, okay? One of them is doing it with computer chips, and they can change frequencies on the fly. That's why you can change the ID number of a caller. Right. You can change the, the channel on the caller. It's not like a crystal. Yeah. Like in the telemetry The telemetry days, set. you can't change it. You get what you get, and like if you're talking about kids, you don't throw a fit. You know what I mean? You get what you get, and you don't <laughs> yeah, throw a right. fit. It's like you tell them what you want it to be, they dial it in, and some human somewhere puts it on a, a piece of equipment and tweaks this little potentiometer, which changes the resistance and changes the RC curve, and dials this thing in using the crystal to make it that carrier signal as close to two nineteen point zero five five as it possibly can. It's a human. And if you take that collar and you, you put it in the freezer, you're going to watch that frequency change just the way it's going to be. If you put it in the sun, you're going to watch that frequency it's change. It's just the way it works, right? So whereas Garmin, and I'm not going to say they do or they don't, I don't know, but they have the capability to go, hey, we're, we're, we're getting warmer up here. And uh, we um, need to tweak this. So we, that it stays yeah, let's, where it let's, needs to let's be. dial our frequency down a little bit. Keep it in the band. Like keep it in the. You know, we, we need to be transmitting on this frequency, whatever. So you can't do that with with the telemetry. So that's all I'm saying. When I say it's an older system, it's a di it's a whole different way of of. You're not saying it's not relevant. It's mm -hmm. just it's different. And now we're adding another and, piece to it by yeah. adding the Garmin, which sets our standards. You know. Way yeah. up here, you know, Garmin's being held accountable, and maybe I'll make some people mad. They're being held accountable to, in a consumer's eyes, create a product 
that works flawlessly regardless of anything else around it, even when competing with, you know, 50-year-old technology, older than that. I mean, old technology and unfiltered frequency noise. The 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 ten thousand foot view is guys all the time. Well, my telemetry collar just beeps. It just works. It just works. I'm like, well, yeah. It's a pretty simple circuit. All it's got to do is beep. That's it. It's like a light switch versus a computer. Exactly. Well, well, my lights turned on today, but my computer is switch still works. (laughs) We got power. We got ground, and we got a light switch that works. Great. now yeah, run so, that through your light bar with your digital controls and right. So so it's just on the scale of things. If, if you want, and, and I don't care. Like I'm I'm not saying. Oh my gosh, well, I'm just saying. If we're going to be fair, if 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 a guy's going to come in and 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 be like, we're going to change the game, and he's going to come in here and he's going to make a telemetry collar or he's going to make a Garmin collar, just realize there's a big difference between making this collar and making that collar and the yeah. expectations. And so. With that said, it is what it is. Those telemetry colors are very reliable. They do what they're supposed to do. And for a backup system, there is probably nothing better. I have I have right. given input to Garmin saying, I would like a telemetry system embedded into the Garmin. I doubt they'll ever do it. I, I just don't yeah. think they will. Their first question to me is, is, why do you want that, buddy? And I go, because when the Garmin fails, da, 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 da. And they're like, well, how about we just try to make the Garmin not fail? And I'm like... It's easier said than done. He's still working on that, or what? Yeah, I missed the memo. This is years and years and years ago. I'm like, like, I can't lie. I can't. I can't argue with that logic, right? I'm like, That's we're a good with point. you. We want you to do that too, right? They're like, why do we want? So, anyways, I, I can't argue with that. You know what I mean? That logic of right. yeah, we'll just we want to make our system better so it doesn't fail. I'm like, yeah, I, I, I do too. Like, so that's where. You know, and this is this is nothing fresh. And so anybody get mad at me, whatever, Garmin, whatever. Like this is years and years and years and years ago that I was like, embed this signal in here so that we have a caller and we have a backup telemetry beep that we can chase down. I still would like that. Don't get me wrong. Right. I would like a, a bomb proof backup whenever things go south. I, I am a backup type of guy. Yeah. Backup so, for the backup. People want to put these telemetry callers on. I I totally get it. I'm not arguing. I'm not, I'm not saying don't do it. I'm not saying whatever, but I'll give you an example. I had a kid and I call him a kid. He's not a kid, but um, I need I just tried to have him on the He's podcast sometime. <laughs> he probably is. Um, <laughs> That's how you and, know we're getting old. Yeah. His, his dad uh, or his grandpa, but what guy you raised him his name is herb herb kennedy he's a black guy lived a couple houses down for me and i love the guy man he's an awesome guy his son george oh, he came in and he put these telemetry colors on his on his 15 x's or 15s or whatever it was and brought them into me and was like they're not these, these garments aren't they're you know in his words they're junk they don't work they don't work that's not what he said I guarantee you that's not what he said. What did he say? <laughs> he didn't say junk. I know. <laughs> he had to have said some other choice words in there okay. that you're so editing I'm, out. Because <laughs> I know Jordan. <laughs> okay. So anyways, he comes in here and uh, and he's a good friend. So like if you're listening to this and I got to give him, here's my lawyer statement. I <laughs> give my script out, man. If you're listening to this, buddy is joking. Okay. He doesn't really, this is not, he loves you, Jordan. <laughs> right. 
But I go, Jordan, what the hell are you doing? And because uh, I mean, we're good friends. So I'm, I'm when I'm saying right. this, please don't this take this to be like you have to get rid of elementary college. Blah 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 blah. I said, but I'm just explaining the situation. I said, Jordan, when's the last time you used elementary? He goes, Oh, I never have. I said, Okay, when did your Garmin fail you last? He goes, Well, it, I mean, maybe in the last year. Well, not not really. In the last two years, not really. Three years, maybe. I said, okay. So let's just say in three years that Garmin fails you and you're going to pull out your backup system. It's <laughs> He goes, dead. yeah. And I go, are you going to practice with your backup system before? Because <laughs> like, those aren't just like, hey, go to this like log jam. This is like. <laughs> Drive here. <laughs> I said, here's what's going to happen, Jordan. You're going to pull that shit out. It's going to be in the back seat of your car. If you don't forget it at home after three years. Right. It's going to be in the back seat of your car. The batteries are all going to be corroded because you haven't changed them. So you got corroded batteries in your tracking box. So you're going to have to make sure you clean that out, get the batteries working, try to get the box working. And then you're going to pull it in there and you're going to be like. I don't hear anything. And you're going to try to figure out and learn how to track those callers. I said, so, so number one, if you're going to run a backup system, you need to learn how to track a telemetry caller. Be proficient. So my recommendation is definitely turn your Garmin collars on, but you put that handheld in your glove box and you go hunt and you don't touch that glove box. Okay. And you go do that yep. for a week or two weeks. You, something goes really bad and you got to open that glove box to get your dogs because it's a safety issue. I'm not going to judge you. Right. I'm not, no, no hard feelings, but just right. because it gets hard, you're going to want to go grab that duck glove box. Right. You're going to, yeah. I promise you, you're going to get to a situation where you don't know where your dogs are. You're pointing the one on the left side of the road and the beep's good. And you point it on the right side of the road and the beep's good. And, and you're pointing at your truck and the beep's good. And you, you I mean, you're questioning life. Like, right. <laughs> you're, what am I doing? you're waving this wand around trying to not to poke yourself in the eye. You know what I mean? Like there's just, there's situations where you're going to question life and, you're probably not going to get your dog back that night. <laughs> I mean, you might sleep out in the truck <laughs> You're that night. sleeping I'm, like the old days. If anything, like what I had to do with them. When you've, you just, if you got a wife with you, you can have some arguments. You could, if yeah, you could have you, all kinds of stuff. If you're lucky you've got kids with you, that's, that'll be fun. <laughs> your buddy's going to be like, no, they're over here. And you're going to be like, no, no, they're over there. And anyways, all these little things are going to happen. And I said, I promise you, you're going to want to go grab that thing out of your glove box. You're going to be like, this is stupid. Yeah. This is done. You're going to grab it. Like, don't do it finish out with the telemetry caller. Like if you could learn that lesson, tracking with telemetry is very good. Yeah. But pulling it up when you need it is not the answer. Like you, you can't just pull that out after two years and be an expert at telemetry. Well, it's like so, being dropped in the MMA ring is a, you know, dad bod yeah. extraordinaire. Like, you know what I mean? You've got to be, you have to train yourself in your tools that you're using. And if you don't know how to use telemetry, it's worse than having it. Like, yeah, that's the and worst, not knowing how to do it and not being able to pick up. You know how it was with those boxes. You knew every uh, dial and every tone. Like I can hear it right now in my head, just yeah. the scratch. And it was, a, yeah, it was and, an art. And you had, it was an art. It was, it was dialing this dial and using the attenuator and, and getting your mm -hmm. attenuator and taking your antenna off and pointing the, you know, all these little tricks and tips you learned 
to zero down to find a dog in a 300 yard section. Right. if, If the dog's not moving, like those things were very, very difficult. It was easy to find a dog running down the road. Like, you know right. what I mean? Like a dog running down the road looking for you, dude, no, no problem. Right. A, a, a dog tied up in a jam, a log jam, or, you know what I mean? Like figuring elevation laid up, on the next mountain getting tired over. and laid up in the bottom. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there's, there was just a lot of ton of situations anyways. So I, that was the first thing I told him. I said, if you want to do this, I, I'm totally supportive of you. Go learn how to use the system. You know, and the only way you're going to do that is to force yourself to go through it. And which yep. a lot of people don't want to do, but oh, I'm not going to judge. So the second part, which dials back into interference is, is these collars are just not the same level of electronics that the Garmin is. And so they're sending out, I call it a dirty signal. Okay. And, and it's not to say all oh, the telemetry is bad. It sends out a signal very consistently. It's very reliable, but if you looked at it with, what they call a scope, like a scope, yeah, oscilloscope, which which is a device that looks at the signals and looks at the waveforms and looks at how it happens. That's a dirty signal. It's it's basically like uh, uh, I don't want to piss yeah, people think off, of the analogy all the way a through. A drunk guy, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like <laughs> the only thing I can think of is a drunk guy slurring his speech. Okay, like and that's just the best way I can describe it. He's not. You know, if a Garmin is really precise and accurate and, and accentuates every little thing because it's got to transmit so much material that you got to hear this thing really precise. You got to hear all the data really good. Sure. Drunk guy, you just got to hear like, hey, hey, <laughs> hey, hey, <laughs> right. And you can so, still find him. And you still find that guy. <laughs> He's laying in the ditch, whatever. Like, it may take you a little while. But so anyways. But you, but you try and get the specific GPS coordinates and how many dogs are like, like, ah, oh, he's over on the 14th. It's 40. Oh, you, you know what I mean? Like, you, Have you, you hunted with my buddy? Like, <laughs> not not only that, when we, thought, that, man. I swear, man, that's how it was hunting with my buddy. And then when he had to use a tracking box, he had to like lift the hood and jimmy some wires together and slam them in there. Those are the best years of my hunting. So I'm not saying that that drunk guy can't tell you where he is and you can't find him, but he's not going to tell you that he's not going to sound smart doing it. You know what I mean? Right. He's just, he's just, he's going to have, you know, that, so that's the best way I can describe it. When I say a dirty signal, I just mean the signal is not crisp. It's not, it, it doesn't have the ability to transmit large amounts of data in a short period of time without causing fuzz around that signal it's not and so what can happen again i'm not saying it always happens i'm not saying it will happen but plenty of guys are using telemetry colors next to their garment they're getting just fine but what can happen is that fuzz and that dirty signal can start to affect the garmin from sending receiving and acquiring the signals that it needs to acquire you know what i mean Mm -hmm. you're basically putting a drunk guy next to your your smart guy and you're expecting the smart guy to work perfectly. Sometimes that works just fine. Okay. No problem. 
sometimes the smart guy is like, God damn it, this the Jason guy keeps. <laughs> I was gonna say, talk. let's not make it smart and dumb. Let's make it like it's Buddy explaining stuff and me. Like, let's okay, not yeah. make anybody else mad. Sometimes somebody's gonna be like, Hey, could you could you tell Jason to shut up? <laughs> He's over yeah. here. Like, <laughs> that happens. Anyways, so that's all I'm saying is is the people can put callers in situations unintentional. We're not intending to cause harm on these Garmin callers, but we can't see them. We can't hear them. We can't nothing. We just, we just put them out there. It doesn't mean that those signals are not happening next to that caller. Right. Um, and so the last thing is what I have seen in the interference the most is not in the ability for the caller to send a signal to the handheld. I don't see the range loss by having a telemetry caller next to it. What I have experienced is the GPS acquiring Okay. Yeah. So if I go back to Jordan, he was like, these callers don't, they, they always single blink. Right. We were talking about TT15s. He goes, man, sure. these callers are single blink and they're just, they're just junk. Right. I don't, they don't track. And I said, can we turn those other callers off? Right. Can you, can you, can you take off the telemetry and tell me if the Garmin acquires GPS signal? And he's like, does it? And he's like, yes, they work fine without these other callers on. So those telemetry callers, and I'm not going to say the vendor because I don't want to make people mad. Okay. It, it wasn't a specific vendor and it's not, this is not a, this it's telemetry a caller versus issue. this one. It's, it's the technology in general. They were causing the Garmin TT15. It'd be the same for the 25. It'd be the same for the mini. There's no, you know, I mean, I'm not, I'm talking general. That caller could not get enough signals to and from the satellite to lo to lock into its pinpoint location. So although that caller could still send out the signal, no problem on the 153 megahertz one, it was having a hard time listening to the fine signal of the clocks coming from the satellites. If, we, if you remember what we we're talking about there, it was like, I cannot figure out if it said it was. 1123.00364 or did it say dot zero four seven two? I this drunk guy has got me messed up right. next to me. Jason guy. We can't call him drunk <laughs> Jason guy. guy. <laughs> yeah, I'm you never totally. know. <laughs> um you know what I mean? So it, it's this caller's going, I think I said 0. 0.432, but if it was 0. 0.326, that would mean I'd be a hundred miles over here, right? So so this Garmin's the smart guy's sitting here doing math and trying to figure out these different things that are coming in. And it's like, man, I just can't get a good read on this 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 uh, this satellite. I I, I got two right. of them. I got two. I know I'm, I'm I'm I know my distance from this satellite. I know my distance from this satellite. I cannot understand what these other two satellites are because I keep getting this rush of airwaves. I, I don't even know what it is because this Garmin doesn't understand what's happening. It just knows. I get this distorted signal. From from this one, I, I can't right. I can't get a good clean signal out of here, and so that's what I have seen happen: is the telemetry callers can distort the signals coming from the satellites, causing the caller not to acquire satellite signal. So, what does that mean for the user? It just means you have to be cognizant of these situations in your environment, and if you're having a problem, the first thing we're going to do is we're going to tell you turn off all the other callers and tell us if the problem's still there. That's what Garmin's going to do, like. Right. Try it without that other caller and see if the device works. 
And poor, poor hound guy's going to be like, but I want the drunk guy next to my new collar. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's what we want. And, but I don't know that's what we're going to get. You know I mean, I'm just being real. Okay. If I'm just being real, I know we want the telemetry on the collar. We may not be able to use that telemetry on the collar. Just because that 217.167 collar causes interference, 217.478 right, may not have not. any problems. Okay? Right. And in the cold weather, that 217 collar might slide down to 217.156. And now that's causing interference that it wasn't causing at 166. Okay, so right. it, it just it just complicates the system. And so if a guy's gonna do that, and I encourage that, if if because I don't I mean it's the risk of losing a dog is a pretty big deal. Okay, yeah. so I'm not here telling you you have to risk it all by a Garmin collar because Garmin won't ever bullshit. Garmin's gonna fail. Like you all electronics will fail. That, it's going to happen. Okay. I'm not here to tell you that Garmin's not going to fail. So I'm not going to tell you don't run telemetry. Right. I'm just going to tell you if you decide to go down this road, open your mind up and be willing to play, to test and to try to dial in your system so that you are not causing interference and, yeah. and problems. Your backup system should not affect your first system if your backup system your first system well, yeah your exactly. backup becomes your primary is what exactly. i tell people you know it can limit your your put usage. the garment on as a backup you know i mean stop using telemetry right so it, it, it's just a, a touchy situation and uh and i have a feeling and i have no justification but it feels like 217 callers cause more issues and just yeah. what i kind of found I don't they have the time to go down and chase this down. I, 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 again, it changes with weather. It changes with heat. It changes with temperature. All these things change in the environment. So it would take a very large study of callers at 217.01.02.03. So a telemetry, if, if, if I were in the business of selling telemetry callers, this is a study I would take on. Like, honestly, if, if, if I were a telemetry, I've thought about buying a telemetry company so that we could try to develop a telemetry style system that has the least impact of the Garmin system, because I think there's a market for that. Yeah. I think if. Oh, if, for sure. And I'm not going to say somebody's not out there doing it. Right. But but I don't think any of these telemetry companies are really looking at the scientific data and seeing how their systems are influencing the Garmin system. You know what I mean? I think they make their box, they make their system work. They don't care what happens to the Garmin system. I mean, I say that roughly, but I, I you know what I mean? Like, I, I right. it's not going to change their, like they're not using that to change their product. Right. And so I think we're in this mode where they're building their product. And then you look over at Garmin and, and Garmin's building their product and, like Garmin, Garmin could do the same thing. They could try to order one of every telemetry system and be like, hey, with these old telemetry systems with dirty signals, we need to figure out how to do it. And maybe they do that on some level. I would, 
I'll give credit where credit's due. I think Garmin would do that before telemetry systems would go the other way. I'm just going to yeah. say that. Change my mind. <laughs> Change my I, mind. <laughs> I think Garmin, will, catch, Garmin will, will take the rap. People will, you know, they'll be mad at me for sticking up for Garmin or whatever. But I would say that I think Garmin would be more curious about how their callers are influenced by telemetry than I think telemetry callers are more are curious about how their callers are influencing Garmin. Like, right. You know, I, I just think if there's anybody that's going to look at it, it would be Garmin. And, and I don't even know if I was on that team, I'd be like, I don't know how you do this. I don't, you know what I mean? Like at some point you just dig your head back in the sand and go, well, we, we can only make the product we can make. So, right. Anyways, 217. And it's, um, the only other aspect of this discussion that I, that I talk about is there's, um, I don't know if it's called refractions or reflections or um, harmonics in, in radio signals. Like 217, are you talking about where it hits on the harmonic? Yeah, so there's there's a thing called harmonics, okay, on these callers, on these air radio waves. Everything everything has a harmonic, every every action. If you drop a pedal, okay, and the best way I can, I can visualize this, if you drop a pedal in a very clear um, lake, okay, or a rock, and you drop a, a rock in the middle of that. You get that first wave. You know what I mean? Yep. And then and then you'll see the second wave and then the third wave and the fourth wave. And so it makes these different one rock, one one even that's a frequency harmonic. Exactly. And it's different. So the first one that that wave goes there, it's it's got a, you know, maybe it's tall. And then the second one's a little bit shorter. And then the second, third one's a little shorter. And, it, yeah. and so after the, you know, the, so the first one's, you can definitely see the ring. Second one, you can see the ring. Fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh. The rings get shorter. It's harder to see the rings in, in the lake, right? right? Can, can you visualize what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Same thing happens in these radio signals. There's a, there's a repercussion. And it's hard to explain because in the airwaves, you can't see them. But that 217 is the first wave, okay? Right. The second wave, uh, and and I don't know what the numbers are, okay? I'm, I'm, I'm pulling a but number out different. of my ass. But let's just say it's 350. You know, so 217, and then the first harmonic is at 350 megahertz. So it's a, a shorter signal, okay? But it's still there. It's still a little bit of a signal. So if you were on this one, you can be like, man, I can kind of hear something. And I'm nowhere near 217. I'm on 356, but that's the right. harmonic of that specific frequency. The third frequency, the fourth frequency, harmonic, the fourth right. harmonic, the fifth harmonic. What's interesting is around the seventh harmonic of, of 217 in these callers, that starts to get into one point something gigahertz. Okay, 1 1.2, 1.3, 1.4, 1.0. It gets into those numbers, okay? That's where I think the interference comes from. It's not the 217. It's the seventh harmonic off of the 217 that creates just enough noise that the Garmin starts having a problem with their GPS signal. Yeah. And so that's about as much geek as I can take today, Jason. <laughs> I know we're going to have to do part two to talk about everything else. We're already over an hour. Yeah. Yeah. So 
But that was good. I mean, honestly, I feel like that needed dove into because it's getting to be a more common question again. Every fall, it always comes around because guys are starting to use it. But again, like those guys that are using it, there's there's nothing wrong. Just be aware of what the consequences. I don't even want to say consequences. Mm -hmm. I'm getting all yeah. PC. It's like we're not intending to make, you know, telemetry look like it's just useless. I, I've, I've I thought about mine. buying a telemetry caller company, Jason. Like, yeah, I've me thought too. about trying to buy a company, running the cost down. And honestly, because I thought, man, you know, the days of needing a 217.166 and 253, I'm like, my thing, we need my logic, frequency. my logic was 219.100, 219.200, 219.300, 400, 500. I'm like, I, I said, does it really matter? Do I need to have a bunch of different numbers to, to distinguish between dogs? Am I going to lose a dot 100 dog at the same time you lose your dot 100 dog? Right. Maybe. Well, we'll work together and we'll find them both. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, exactly. Like, you just like, need like a set, so, like an emergency alert beacon. So I've, I've, I've honestly thought, and I go, you know, if I did a telemetry system and you, and you took, you erased everything that you know about telemetry. Okay. Here's what they're not doing, right? Here's what these companies are not doing. They're doing the same thing that they've been doing forever. And I don't blame them. That's what they, that's what they do. That's their, that's their company. That's their model. That's what's worked. Okay. Right. But for me, I come in and I go, erase everything you know about telemetry. Why do I need a dot zero five five? I don't because I'm not going to remember that shit anymore. But <laughs> We're past that. I want five callers and I want them to be 100, 200, 300, 400, 500, 219. I'll remember those. If, I, if right. I'm not tracking that dog at 100, I'll track it on 200. You know what I mean? So, and then secondly, is there a way to make it smarter that it has little impact into the, the Garmin? I would just sit back and go, let me brainstorm. What's it doing? What's it doing? How how can I find these specific frequencies? Where's the that, overlap? Yeah, the harmonics. The, you mean you geek out again? Yeah. I don't want to. I, I you know what I mean. I look at this and go, man, that's too much work for me. Like I, yeah. I and then I got to turn into a salesman and I got to try and sell this on this and that and this and that. Not my cup of tea. Like I'm just I'm just here to tell you there's a problem in the room. Y'all figure right. it out. <laughs> <laughs> but here's what you're looking at. Yeah. So um, let's touch base really quick so that we don't leave people hanging on what we said we're going to cover. So um, really quick, TT25 straps, zero bands are in stock. Our oh, replacement straps are in stock. The uh, ruggedized flex bands will be next year. So Oh, really? Last word I, I got which was really recently was March of 2024. And that is a very, very, very loose number. So I'm not wow. like, please don't put that on your calendar. We're taking them off our website because we don't have like, I don't want to take an order. I, I mean, that is right. five, six available. months out that you can't tell me. <laughs> After like make, prove it. <laughs> show me. Exactly. I'm like, yep, I'm just, just the reporter. I'm just telling you. <laughs> Don't shoot the messenger. It's a long ways out for the ruggedized flex bands. Um, the the short ones we have in stock, and we still have some ready to ship out. So if you have a beagle collar, if you have a, a, a squirrel dog collar, you want that flex band. Awesome. It comes with three little antenna clip holders, which are awesome. I've been using those. I love those things. Um, they just snap in. They, slide they snap over in. The they collar. hold the collar for those smaller ones because of the the antenna keeper is really tough on a small dog 
Um, so that comes with the the zero band flex band. They're forty nine ninety nine on our website. Give us a call. We'll get those shipped out right away. If you break a a, a flex band on a regular full size TT twenty five, we have those in stock. Those are ready to ship out also. Um, so that's our flex band point. I'll let you talk about the the outdoor plus maps working. I haven't messed with that again since. I don't really use that mapping, but. Yeah, I haven't had a, a ton of time to mess with it, but I've been playing around with it a little now that they got everything squared away. Yeah, and that there is some issues with accounts and stuff. And yeah, just getting accounts lined out, and they got it all taken care of. Mm-hmm. So I kind of got to poke around with it. That is, it's as close to something like all you guys that want Onyx to work mm-hmm. again. It's as close as you're going to get. You know, with the the property boundaries and the different. I can't even remember the map files, the rap rapster maps or whatever. Raster. Yeah, this like is the drunk guy talking right there. Yeah. <laughs> it's too <laughs> early. <laughs> but yeah, those the different mapping systems within it. It was kind of crazy the first time you hit your layer button mm-hmm. and you're used to like public land and you know, public yeah. land bird's eye. Now there's like this whole list, you know, you've got maps for days. Yeah. For you know, 50 bucks. $50 a year. And so if a guy doesn't want to do the download and stuff, you can buy the hunt view chips. Absolutely. Um, and then you, you, we got on here, the 25 store and information. I think you're talking about the names and colors and stuff like that. Yeah. I saw somebody popped up on our alpha 325 user group. Uh, and he was talking about when you transfer those or pair them into another handheld, it, mm-hmm. it populates, which is new with the 25. So you don't no, have to read 15 X's did that too. Or that's right. The X's did too. Yeah. So that was because the pairing from a 15 was done through the VHF signal. Now that everybody knows what a VHF signal is. See, I'm the learning pairing, something right here. Yeah. The pairing on a TT 15 X and the TT 25 is done through the ant signal, which is a and T it's a proprietary, oh, sure. um, it's another signal that the callers have to do, but it just uses that for like really close communication stuff. So gotcha. the nice thing about ant is you can transfer some information, whereas pairing with a TT 15 or TT 10, there was very little that you could send information on. Whereas with ant, we can get things like, Hey, what's the dog's name? Hey, what color was the thing? I, th- the I think colors, I'm, I think, but what color yeah. is the track? No, it does. The okay. color of the track transfers over, the name, the update rates, all your settings. And like the other stored. big one is software version. You can you can go in there and pull the caller's software version and see what version of software the caller has. So that's th- those are some of the key features that when Garmin switched back to going with Ant that they could communicate with. So a little bit of it's history. Handy. DC it 30s, is handy. <laughs> DC 30s did by Ant, I believe. And then they went away from that so they could pair a little longer distance and they're going back to ant because they got more control. So a little different pairing system, a little different pairing process. A lot of people are, some people have problems pairing the 15 X's and the TT 25s. Can we hit that real quick? Cause that's been yeah. happening a lot. Go ahead. So I, and I've always done it this way, but apparently not everybody does when you're holding the power button down, you know, you get the collar to turn on, you hear your double beep. I've always immediately released it. So I never saw a change, but there are a lot of people out there that press and hold that power button until the the TT15 or TT10 was actually popped up and paired, like where they could enter the name. Oh, they held the power button down? Just kept holding the power button, yeah. Where now, if you don't release that power button within a second of that second beep, it will not go into pairing mode. 
or the blue light on the TT25. Right. So, so I always just look for the blue light on the 25. As soon as you see a blue light, that's pairing mode. You want to let go of the button. Yeah. Don't keep holding it because it will act like it, it doesn't even recognize it. It won't pair in, won't do anything. Cool. And then um, we got the new antenna keepers. We're working on some prototypes. Um, I'm not even going to cover into that in this, this, this podcast. We're not going to talk about those right now. I think I, I just approved getting the mold made. Um, I like the way the prototype's coming along. We're going to hold these antenna clips. Um, I, I got a little bit on my Facebook. Like, well, that'll be a product that we'll have here coming in, in soon. We're selling some prototypes right now. Um, that product will get a little better. Um, but I don't want to. I, we've not enough time here today. Yeah, so. sure. Anything no, I think else? that was a pretty good crash course. Yeah. We're, we're not like, trying to start turf wars, promise. Yes. And if you're a telemetry company and you think I'm being mean, call me. I'll be more mean. No. <laughs> <laughs> Some, I, like I said, I, hopefully we don't make too many people mad. Sometimes I'm just like, I just want to, this is the problem, man. When you're talking to people, Everybody has different motivations. And right. My motivation is just to be honest with people and tell them what I think. And I could be full of shit. <laughs> Sometimes, <laughs> Sometimes I am. Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes I am. But this was, but you, was my wheelhouse, man. This this stuff, I used to geek out about it. Now I just want to go out in the woods and hunt. Like I, right. I know enough of the concept. I know enough of this stuff. Like that LED VHF, I can go read those documentations and go, okay, uh, I can see what they're doing here. And they're talking technical bourbon, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, ooh, okay, yep. I can see why this is a problem. And my role that I feel that, that if there's any role that I try to do is to try to break it down into layman's terms. And and I apologize right now that I called the telemetry. It's like, I, <laughs> classroom, I apologize that I called the telemetry callers the drunks in the room. <laughs> like, I, I don't, I just don't have another we, way of explaining what I'm trying to explain without um, using that as an analogy. Yeah, but, you know, like you said, there, it has its place. And it has. It's just, I don't know, man. To me, it's. We it's carry some, these collars. We still sell Johnson. We sell Wildlife. We sell Quick Track. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, we sell them because it's a good product, or we wouldn't sell it. Oh like, yeah, that's no, just what it comes down to. It's just when people are, I'm going to say, uneducated, not with ill intent, but you know, like if you're ignorant to what can happen when it does happen, like that's even a worse situation. At least now, if somebody's listened to this and they, they know what's going on, maybe just, it'll give them a little peace of mind. Just stop and think about it. That's all I'm wanting people to do. Like, I'm not right. saying stop using it. I'm not saying don't buy them. Like telemetry system is a very reliable situation. Hands down. Like it's going to outperform Garmin when, when the question is, does it turn on and does it do what it's supposed to do? Most of the time, the answer is, yeah. Like, yeah. Doesn't matter what's happening. It don't give a shit if there's a solar flare storm. Right. It don't Servers care. <laughs> yeah, I don't care if there's a server. Like it, it's going to send that beep out, like hands down. You're going to turn that collar, you pull that battery out. Does it got battery? Yes. Is it going to beep? Yes. That's it. From an alligator belly, man. <laughs> like, right. 
<laughs> exactly. They they click off. It might not be on the precise point, but it's like you, you slide around a little bit. He's there. That drunk Stick guy is that in the ditch. Antenna in the water. <laughs> he is right there. He's like up. Oh, he's he just may be a different tone. He may be grumbling a little bit differently that morning. But right. Um, it's just different. So people, if, if people could just understand that LED lights on their truck. Looking at the interference, looking at 200 guys in, in, in this this pen or this field trial and go, hmm, there's a lot that's happening in the airways right now. Maybe I should, should use channel scan to, to try and see if I can figure out what's going on and, and see where I can switch off to. Those are the things that that's all I'm trying to do is get people to sure. think and go, hmm, let's figure out what a good solution is. Because a lot of times you're not going to change it's not the Garmin has got to fix it. It's the environment. Now, again, sometimes Garmin is, is Garmin. Like there's no, like we try and identify when it's Garmin, we want to get it re- replaced. You know, it's like, nope. Right. There's times where I'm like, yeah, software is not going to fix that, whatever, blah, blah, blah. That's a, that's a hardware fail. There's no other way we're going to fix that except for to get it replaced. And and that happens. And that happens a lot. I'm not going to. Yeah. Yeah. I'm. We I do a wanna, lot of them sugar-coated i, I want to piss everybody off in the room if we're gonna <laughs> i don't want nobody happy with me everybody do a good job <laughs> yeah so awesome well, let's wrap this one up jason i'm gonna get some lunch and then i'll be back in i got a couple stickers that i gotta oh we, we did this so i can come up and make a couple stickers for an order we gotta get out today well by the way the banner you did for us was fantastic so i will throw a pitch out there because we've been doing them for the clubs and different organizations, but that sticker machine and the, and the banner printer, if any of you guys are out there looking for, for club stuff, you know, get careful, careful, Jason, careful. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. Never mind. It's September, but he's going to be MIA for the next four months. <laughs> the problem is I don't have the graphics. So here's the, here's what I will tell you. If you need the graphics side of things, that's where it gets difficult because I'm the only guy that's been able to do those for the most part. Now I do have people. Um, Laura's sister's one of them. She's a really good graphic designer. Yeah, she is. She's busy. Okay. I can kick work to her, but like I said, so if guys are I, I can call in favors, but what I tell people all the time is like, dude, if if you're okay with me spending fifty to hundred dollars on graphics, I can get this done. Like sure. I can kick this off to a graphic designer. They're going to do a kick-ass job. You know what I mean? Like if you need to save that money, you've got to help me on the graphics side. So that's the only, only preface I'm going to tell you, Jason, is okay. I don't want people beating down my door and then what I have to do all the graphics. And, and that graphics is the most hardest part about that printer right now. We used to have the graphic designer in-house and like that's just our weak spot is actually doing yeah. the graphics. Um we're doing it for ourselves. I can do some of it, but I do know people get frustrated because I'm not, we're not able to turn the graphics like we used to when we had a graphic designer just sitting there waiting. Sure. Um, so just careful, <laughs> careful. <turn out laughs> season. Like, hey, Sorry. I just made your I'm vol- volunteer. <laughs> when are you going to learn? He'll get even with state, me. Right? <laughs> you, I I'm, think I'm you should take a class. State lines, man. I think you should take a class. It'd be really good for your magazine. Yeah. Right. <laughs> something like that. So, Anyway, so if, if somebody needs something, absolutely, we can help you. Um, if you could hand us print-ready graphics, dude, 
no problem. That we'd love that. We'd we'd love to help you. If you got a good That's logo, you best. got all that stuff done. Most guys don't have print ready graphics. They just got some little screenshot they took off their phone from a website that they're like, right. can, can you do some changes here? And I'm like, just tweak this. Um uh, and, and if a guy's willing to to spend fifty to a hundred bucks, yeah, I can I got plenty of options to send that to. And I can have somebody handle the graphics part of it. And then we can get you printed stickers, banners, decals, all that kind of stuff. No problem. So anyway, so just the clubs associations, just, I just want to preface it. Cause, cause I have dropped the ball on certain clubs that expected more graphics work from me than I was able to do. Sure. In, in the moment, you know what I mean? Like, I, and I don't know when we'll fix that, but um, it's just, if you're expecting the graphics side to get handled, we're not a graphics company anymore. I, I I know how to do it. I just don't have the time to do it. Sure. Well, sorry to sign you up for more work. <laughs> no, I'm going to patch them right over to you, Jason. <laughs> Send them on over. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's end this one. <laughs> <laughs>